if I'm in a state of againstness, then I can't really deploy the energy that I need to actually be of service to change that. So there's, in my mind, um, there is a, a level of acceptance of what is. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I am your host, Rosie Acosta, yoga teacher and teacher trainer, mindfulness coach, speaker, and creative writer. I am also the founder of radicallyloved.com, a website where you can go for more information about yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and lifestyle advice. On this podcast, we talk to people within our health and wellness community that are creating content through the ritualistic practice of yoga, meditation, or overall mindful living. We hope to create value in your life so that you can achieve your highest potential and live a radically loved life. To stay in touch with us, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rosie Acosta and on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie. You can sign up for our newsletter on radicallyloved.com to stay up to date on future workshops, retreats, and latest podcasts. I hope that Radically Loved Radio leaves you feeling inspired to create something powerful. My teacher, Yoga Rupa Rodstreicher, says, if you powerfully believe in the value you have to offer the world, your love and passion for it will be an unstoppable force. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, most of you know that I have returned back to a plant-based diet, so my beverage consumption has increased quite, quite a bit. Don't judge. I know there's some of you out there that really enjoy beverages. So one of my favorite things to drink lately, which I'm consuming a lot of, is Four Sigmatic's new Golden Latte Mushroom Mix. It has shiitake and turmeric in it. It's totally organic, caffeine-free, vegan, and only one gram of palm sugar per serving. I love being able to travel with these little packets because they're really easy to make. All you need is some hot water. Some of the additional ingredients in the golden latte are adaptogenic tulsi, warming ginger, and a pinch of black pepper to support turmeric skin loving properties. So not only do your insides feel amazing, but your skin looks great. Go to Four Sigmatic now and enter promo code radically loved. That's R-A-D-I-C-A-L-L-Y-L-O-V-E-D to get 15% off of your entire purchase. Be sure to check out all the other products that they have there as well. Okay, I'm excited. I'm always excited, but like today I'm extra excited. Yay. (laughs) You are talking to me and you're plugged into Aspen, Colorado, which is like just so freaking awesome. I know. It's just, it's so, it's so bizarre, but so incredible that we're able to connect. It's just bizarre. I don't know. And I can hear you like you're right next to me. I know we have a good connection. I'm kind of excited about that too. I have like these crazy earphones on that are like blocking out everything else. So it's like you're in my head. Oh my goodness. Perfect. (laughs) It's scary, but it's good at the same time. Hey everyone. Welcome to another episode of Radically Loved. I'm here with Gina Murdoch today. Gina's a writer, a yoga teacher, and a community organizer. She's the founder of the Aspen Yoga Society, the Aspen City of Wellbeing, Lead with Love Retreats, the Love Ninjas, and the Mind, Body, Spirit RX content brand. Gina and her husband, Jerry, created and support the Mind, Body, Spirit series at the Aspen Institute, hosting speakers and events to raise consciousness, which is absolutely incredible. And I know that uh, Rod, who's uh, our teacher, is Rod your teacher? Rod's my teacher. Okay. And, that's, I mean, what, yes. that, that's what that's what I, I, I figured. But um, I, I learned about your uh, organization through him and he, he had spoken about it before and I had actually um, listened to a couple of uh, recordings of his for events that, that I had no idea that you did. And I'm like, oh, hmm. now this all makes sense, you know? Um, so welcome. Hi. Thank, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Rod Stryker is one of those amazing um, teachers, I, I think, as you know, yeah. but just an advocate and a cheerleader. Like when he told me about you, it was just like, I mean, you're the most incredible person on the planet. And then I met you and I was like, well, yeah, she is. So um, I love that quality in a person and in especially a teacher that they're yeah. just um, all about lifting people up and sharing their gifts and their the things they love about that person. And um, when you get that kind of recommendation from someone like Rod, who I love and admire and really respect, um, you know, kind of a no brainer that we would connect. Yeah. And it's so it's so interesting to me to have that connection because I, I find that for me and, and sometimes I'm like, 
you know, somebody can talk somebody else up and then you meet them and sometimes it's, it's not that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, oh, yes. Or like when you meet somebody's partner that, that they really love and you're like, oh man, like, I don't know about this person, you know, it's, yeah. in, it's interesting to me because I'm, I'm always extremely optimistic, you know, but what I find, the reason why I bring that up is especially in the, the para yoga community or in the yoga community or especially Rod students, I feel like we all have this common thread, you know, that, that there is that sort of reverence for the practice and for our, our community. And so I was, I wasn't surprised at how awesome you were when, when we met. So, <laughs> well, thank you. You know what? Uh, it's funny. Cause I just was leading this yoga retreat yesterday in the beautiful mountains of Aspen, Colorado, where I live. Yes. And there was, um, this group of women that had come together and there was one woman who sort of initiated the whole thing. So they were all her friends, but they didn't all know each other. And by the end of the day, you know how a, like a retreat goes. It's like in a day you just drop into this beautiful deep space. And we were in nature and um, just so touched by the beauty of where we were. But this common thread kept coming out. Well, it's like, well, if you're a friend of Jackie's and you're a friend of mine, and I've had that experience too, where where you have this feeling like if you're a friend of his or you're a student of, of Rod and in this community, you know, there's like this baseline of um, – connection. And, yeah. and I think that's a really cool thing to experience. And I w witnessed that yesterday with this group of women that um, just had this beautiful um, awareness of this, this thread of being connected through this one woman and her generous, generous heart for mm -hmm. always wanting to connect people. And the depth of, of like friendship that was formed with people that didn't even know each other in the beginning of the day, by just that, that little pit, uh, it's almost like the, the hub of a wheel. So, yeah. yeah, I think we look for that in our lives. It's like we look for people that are gravitating toward these same things. And then we have this um, connection that elevates our own understanding of who we are by by learning from other people. Well, yeah. And I feel like this is so apropos to what you do and what you've created. Right. I mean, this idea of, of connection and bringing awareness to uh, health and wellness and the environment. And so I, I just want uh, people to get to know a little bit more about you and what you do and, and sort of what created this, this, this wellness empire that you, you have created. Well, I love that you called it an empire. When I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting in like this little closet space on this teeny computer with this microphone I just found in a box. It's the empire. No, it's real. It's real. And um, <laughs> it's so funny because, you know, I've created all these brands over the last like decade, um, starting with the Aspen Yoga Society in 2010. And it's it morphed into the Aspen City of Wellbeing project that I worked on for several years, um, which was, was all about creating a city of well-being and working with the city of Aspen. And then that morphed into Lead with Love, which is our current brand and nonprofit organization and we host events all over the world. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, I think, especially from the outside, it's like, whoa, girl, you got a lot going on. But like reality, it's like we are um, <laughs> like we we work really, really hard and often we cry like we're stressed out and we're like running the city of well-being and we're like, <laughs> this isn't how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that is how it is. And it's like, we care so much and we're driven by passion and purpose and making an impact in the world. And, um, you know, a lot of it really started for me. I became somewhat of an evangelist for yoga, um, over 10 years ago after having a pretty severe concussion in a car accident mm -hmm. up here in Aspen, some black ice in the winter. Oh no! And like one of those super dark times of like, I was a news reporter and working and doing all these different things. Like I couldn't work anymore. Um, I was just in kind of a, a, a sad space. I didn't have um, any money to pay the bills of like going to get therapy and all that. And I decided to quit my job as a news reporter and go to, of all places, Bikram Yoga teacher training and put the entire thing on my credit card because <laughs> at that time there was no other kind of yoga in this valley. It just, mm. That was the only one here. And it's the only one type of yoga I knew that like super militant 26 postures two breathing exercises I thought that was yoga like right. I'm like okay that's that's it and I went for nine weeks to Hawaii and had a fairly extraordinary and weird experience you know as probably most people have heard 
Bikram is a uh, a challenged soul, and he's also kind of the gateway drug, I think, for a lot of people mm-hmm. getting into yeah. yoga. At least he was before he's like running from the law. But um, yeah, I got into yoga, and it was the one thing that made me feel like myself again. And so, therefore, I got really passionate about sharing the practice. And I would say that was the seed that was planted that got me into teaching and then, you know, inventing all these organizations that were about what I thought was the core of yoga, which is this um, idea of union and also seva, selfless service. So um, that has really um, kind of been the, the thing that has that has fueled the fire for me to, to start these different organizations and want to share it. Mm, Yeah. I love how you, you were able to bridge those two together. What was there an actual moment where you realized that there was something more than just the physical postures? Was like there a specific moment where you felt that or something happened? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting um, to to talk about that because I grew up in a household where um, through, you know, no fault of my my parents, um, you know, they had a real traumatic loss. They they lost a child when she was five years old from brain cancer mm-hmm. before I was born. And um, I was named after her. And there's all this stuff there. She's an amazing oh, wow. little spirit. But um, my parents were Catholic and and at that time, they had prayed so much and so deeply to God to help them. You know, they were watching their little baby, um, you know, slip away. And it, and and of course, I wasn't around then, but it's like I know this story. Like it's it's in my blood, in my heart. And after that, they and especially my dad really turned away from religion and God and just said there that that there is no God that would let that happen. And, and he didn't have a relationship with God or spirit. And my mom, I think, kind of secretly did, like she's much more spiritual, but it didn't come out. As a child, I never really had an experience of any kind of religion, you know, or any kind of spiritual practices. And I sort of adopted this cynical view about God and, and in particular religion. And I share that because it's like I didn't realize how calcified that was in my heart and my brain that like you're in this. This is just you out there. There's nothing else to rely on. And I got inspired by nature and I found a lot of happiness and kind of reverence for, you know, maybe I could consider that my spiritual connection through nature and, and just being in awe of the natural beauty. But um, not too long ago, I I went into a program at the University of Santa Monica and it was a master's program in spiritual psychology with uh, Dr. Ron and Mary Holnick down there in your your neck of the woods. Uh-huh. And through that program in three years, and it was um, not too long ago, just three years ago, I like I created and and can maintain this amazing connection with spirit, where I could say that I am connected to God and to spirit and to the universe in such an authentic and heartfelt way that it's just kind of sinking in still to this moment, my connection with something more than, you know, for one, the physical practice of yoga, even before the school, I mean, when I started meditating and getting into the quiet space with the yoga practice, I of course would feel like the expansiveness and the, um, the lightness of being that's in that space, but I didn't know what it was and I didn't have a relationship with it really, um, until I learned a language around it through that program that helped me connect the dots. So those two things together, spiritual psychology and yoga, have created in me what I, I would say is the most important aspect of my life, which is that connection with something bigger, deeper, higher, you know, whatever you name it, God, spirit, universe, love. Um, and it's kind of the basis of lead with love, really, is is we don't totally lead with that because we want to attract people from all over and mm-hmm. business people and this and that. But it's like, it, for me, it's it's all of it. Yeah, but don't you think that this is this is what's really missing right now? You know, it's this idea that all entrepreneurs alike, you know, with, with spiritual aspirants, I think that we all need to be in that frequency of, of leading with our heart as opposed to, you know, the scarcity mindset or to have a, a, you know, the, a lack mentality, you know, we forget that the universe is abundant and we can achieve a a deeper connection to something bigger than ourselves. Um, don't, don't you, I mean, obviously you agree, right? (laughs) Obviously. Obviously. Well, I mean, (laughs) hell yeah, I agree. And it's like the vision that we hold 
And yet it's like, when I heard you say that, like, don't you think that's what we need? It's like, I think from the spiritual perspective, and this was where it gets a little tricky. Mm. It's like you or I, or any of us aren't really to say what we need. It's like, it seems so obvious. Like, yes, we need heart centered leadership. We need more meaning and purpose in our lives. We need more, you know, deeper connections. We have a suicide rate here in Aspen where I live. That's three times the national average. And it's just mirroring what's happening all over the world. I mean, people are killing themselves like at a rate that's, it's, it's actually one per 40 seconds. So we could sit here for 40 seconds and go one, you know, two. And it's just, it's devastating because there's so much suffering. And yet from the spiritual perspective, and, and I, I, I hope this doesn't sound really callous. It's like, there is a reason and, and a meaning for this. And that, that we are all in our individual journey of learning and growing at whatever pace we're at. I mean, Donald Trump is our president. And so I think that that's a mirror for us to look at ourselves and see where we're at kind of in that collective consciousness as a whole. And then even within ourselves, those of us who practice yoga, we drink green juice and all the yummy stuff. It's like, we are fucked up. Like we're, we're hypocritical, I think in, in a, a big way, myself included. And we're delusional. Like we're delusional about what's really important. And sometimes I think people that aren't like on the spiritual path are way more, spiritual if you know what i mean it's like all this lingo and all the malas and all of our sprays and all Mm -hmm. of our like stuff has created this like mask of like who are you and you're not even a nice person like and the thoughts that are in your head are like toxic yeah you know the judgment that you're looking at each person and the competition within our industry of like let's say health and wellness bloggers or podcast people or teachers i mean bringing each other down like Uh big time Yeah. And so I just, I really am so curious about the journey of just that constant reflection of how can I shift myself into a space of truth and authenticity. And it is through the practice. And and I just have to say, I don't think I know what anybody else needs. Like I barely know what I need, but I I do check in with my motivation and my intention. And I know it's, it's pure. And sometimes it's not like I check in all the time to see like, you know, are you doing this because you need attention or do you need to feel loved or, you know, these kind of lower level things? It's Mm -hmm. like, I really want to be of service. And that's my highest intention. But sometimes through conditioning and different things, other stuff is leading. And if I don't sit and, you know, contemplate and reflect, it's so easy to slip into that pattern of being righteous. And my friend mentioned this, this term the other day called spiritual narcissism. And I was like, okay, I'm going to look at that, you know, like, you, you take a bunch of workshops and you get all enlightened and then it's like, oh, let me tell you, you know, what's important and what you need to know. I, I don't want to go there, but I sometimes feel that slip, that slippery slope. Yeah. It, yeah. it kind of comes from a good place. It's like I'm so inspired by the practices and the feeling that I get from it that I want to share. But it's like that fine line of being an evangelist, um, you know, and where is it coming from? Like, yeah. are you trying to change somebody? Do you feel like you know better than they do? So, yeah, I don't know. no, you do. But that's the thing. It's you do know, you know, and that's that's sort of the thing that I feel like I, I'm I I couldn't agree with you a- anymore. I, I I feel like instead of us telling people what they need, we have the disconnection of not listening to what they're going through and what their needs are, you know, because we it, it's sort of that same evangelical type of system where you find something that you really love that really works for you and you want to you want to convert everybody you want to say hey this really works for me i loved it that yoga really changed my life or drinking green juice really made me like feel so much healthier and better about myself and it's like something we think is so innocuous could totally shake and shift the foundation of somebody else's belief system and Mm -hmm. and that that can be extremely um unsettling and and threatening to people and i feel like especially where we are you know i i was just i did a uh the live be yoga tour last year so i don't know if we talked about this when, when i saw you a couple months ago but i was uh i was on the road for like eight months uh, wow. last year and we visited like something like 30 cities uh and uh, across from the east coast all the way to the west coast and w- what i found was 
I wanted to, to go through this process because I wanted to get to see the country. Like, you know, I grew up in uh, a lower income, chaotic environment where, you know, we, we didn't do family vacations. We didn't travel anywhere. And so when I was old enough to like get myself out of that space and, and be able to travel, like I wanted to see the world. I wanted to explore and, and see the country. And so I was really excited to do that. And, and I was a little bit disappointed at the state of the world. You know, it was a beautiful, I mean, like it, we had such incredible experiences, but I was just, I was so, I was so just disappointed at the state of disconnection, mm. you know, that, that we were just in, in this space where we, just as people like we're losing that that sense of of connection and that sense of kindness and that sense of compassion and not that we didn't experience really great people i absolutely did there were so many beautiful and great people all everywhere there there are still good people in the world but what i will say is that when i traveled and went to different cities cities that aren't big cities across the states and I saw the reflection in our culture, in our society, I wasn't surprised. Hmm. Yeah, I think that I travel a lot internationally and I haven't been even to the middle of America. And I think that I would be really shocked, to be honest. Um, hmm. And I think I'm more interested, I, I know I am, like if I go to Mexico or I go to Guatemala or I go to Europe, it's like I'm so interested in the culture and I wanna hmm. be with the people there. And yet I'm not really interested in that culture of that area in my own country. And I just say that to, to name it that like we are a very divided nation, obviously, in a very divided world, which is why yoga is such a beautiful tool. And I think we're seeing more and more people get into it on on both sides of the aisle. There's plenty of, you know, very pro-Trump Republicans that are really into yoga and have a spiritual practice. So I have to be really careful because I have been really triggered by that this last couple of years. And yet that's a practice for me to look at, you know, my own judgment and my own righteousness about like what's right and what's wrong. And then try to see how can I be part of the solution to what's happening in our country and in our world and not just get stuck in that constant cycle of bitching and finding like-minded people to bitch and, (laughs) um, you know, or even like the activism that comes from anger. It's like you're adding more anger and rage into this, this system that doesn't need that. It needs loving. And so I think with, um, lead with love, we have a beautiful opportunity to, to kind of build a community that is inspired by that, that says, okay, I'm going to take action. I'm not going to be apathetic and not vote and things like that, but I'm going to do it in a way that comes from a loving place. And that is not easy. And it requires those daily practices and that, you know, radical sort of self-reflection and going like, where's this coming from? And, and to decode it and like really look into it so that we're not indulging ourselves and being judgmental and hateful and then preaching love, you know, it's like, wait a minute, you know, and and it's, I I find it very challenging. Yeah. And I feel like having a, building a community like, like this is, is super helpful because then we, we can actually create an open space where people feel accepted. But I feel like it takes, uh, it takes two people just like being in a relationship, right? It's like two people have to be willing to compromise to set their differences aside or to agree or make a, a vow or a commitment to lead with love or lead from a place of openness or lead from a place of compassion or lead from a place of kindness in order to create more unification as opposed to, well, I'm only going to be open enough for you to understand my point of view and then mm-hmm. we can, and then we can move on. Right. Totally. I mean, I really do think that people like Donald Trump thinks he's leading with love. Like he would probably put us a, a bumper sticker on there. Like I lead with love. And, and so I don't, I don't think we own that or can claim it and say, well, we're those like type of people that do that, that there's those other types that don't, that like right. do those bad things. Cause I think people that do a lot of things that I don't agree with, that I don't, you know, resonate with, think that they're doing it for a, the right reason. Or it, obviously, you know, people are always doing the best they can based on sort of the spiritual principles. And that's where you get into these sort of really difficult practices of acceptance in some ways of things that are horrifying. Um, let's say like sex slavery or, or something like like rape and and all the things that are out there starvation. It's like I don't I don't agree with that. I don't like that. 
I don't want that to be happening. But if I'm in a state of againstness, then I can't really deploy the energy that I need to actually be of service to change that. So there's, in my mind, um, there is a, a level of acceptance of what is and just kind of not resignation even. It's just going, okay, this is what is. And and then moving forward in a way that that you feel like you can make a difference in a positive way. Yeah. And not, and not dwelling on that. And I've tried to get a little bit more, I don't know, in some ways it feels like courageous and just stopping these conversations that are really cyclical around um, bitching about what's wrong because it is sometimes nice. It feels good. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so here's the thing. You, you're, you, you're a teacher. You also lead these retreats. I mean, you just led one, as you said, just, just last week, right? Um, uh, yes, yesterday. Or yes, just yesterday. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Um, uh, <laughs> How how do you how do you as as a teacher set those parameters for us to stop those cycles? Um, like what would you what would you do or recommend for for people that are trying to create a better relationship or a better connection that have opposing views like that? Um, I, I, I think a practice of freeform writing is really um, helpful, kind of from a practical sense of nothing wow, but giving yourself an opportunity to give voice to those thoughts, whether it's sort of toxic thoughts about your partner or, you know, somebody in your life that really, you know, you feel like betrayed you or, or did something wrong is really like helping to release the energy and process it. And so I think through that process, which is really just not edited, just completely free, just scribbling, writing, fuck you, you motherfucker, you know, like, like letting this stuff have a voice and, and just getting it out of your system. And then you, you trash it, you burn it. And it's like a daily practice is very powerful. And it's like, you just allow yourself to say all the stuff you'd like never say. Right. So that is helpful. And I think as like in relationship, like if you and I were in a conversation and you were just like going down the toxic hole, I just, you know, I think that the opportunity to just pause and just take a deep breath and just be like, Hey, I really hear how much this is, you know, affecting you right now. And I, I want you to know I'm here for you. And like, putting it back on that person to inquire, like, is this, is this serving? Is this really serving you right now? Because for me, like I would prefer if we talk about what we can do and, and I'm happy to have that conversation with you. But you know, if this is something you really just need to vent, I'd be like, here's a notebook, (laughs) like go do some freeform writing or go out somewhere where you can scream and yell and just release. So that toxic, like yucky energy isn't coming like onto me as your friend. Um, you know, I mean, like venting is really important as a, a way of, of moving energy. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you have those friends that you're like, listen, I just have to like let this out. But most people aren't aware of that. You know, they're just like they're venting and they're not just aware that like, OK, I'm just going to release this and then I'm going to like go on. Mm-hmm. They're just like stuck in that story. Yeah. Or they're going to vent it on Facebook and create <laughs> even more of a downward spiral. Side note. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a tornado, just like gathering speed, and you're like getting all your allies. I, I think, I think the work, the work of Byron Katie is like one of the most profound things, where yeah. she goes, like, who would you be without your story? And you have to go through those four steps of inquiry, and you know, you always have to turn it back on yourself. So you start to get to this point where you're like, ah, okay, I'm gonna let that go, like really let it go, not just say it, but like. There, there's a, there's a process that has to happen. I think for most of us, you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to let that go because you, it, it's got you like you're hooked. You, you're righteous. Your ego is like just totally engaged. And so I think as a teacher, you know, as you would know, it's like creating space and 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 holding that space to say, OK, what kind of choice are we going to make right now? And being really aware of like you have a choice. I think that victimization comes into play when people just get stuck and feel like, oh, I have no choice. Like he did this to me and now I I have to do this. And it's like that's not a creative response. It's like a lower level of consciousness kind of feeling where you're just kind of like stuck and victimized. But I think it's it's pervasive in our culture. And yeah. I've been there and I recognize it more now. And I try to I try to reframe things, like reframe the beliefs, like pull it apart, like investigate like a cadaver and look at it and go, what's this thing? What's this belief? And how's this making me feel? And what happens if I don't believe this anymore? Mm-hmm. And can I let that go? And and can I look at things differently? Is like, is there a way to look at this differently? And you just like, look for 
any creative response. And sometimes you find one that's like, oh, actually, I can go with that. I could I could see that he actually didn't mean to do that, that he was just not aware. And I can, you know, have some compassion. And actually, I could see that from him, his point of view, he wasn't trying to, you know, fuck me over. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but that's a very, that's a very uh, enlightened, aware approach that I feel like, obviously, you know, even just talking to you, you can tell that this has been a, a long process. And it's a practice for you that's, that's taken a a long period of time, you know, it didn't just yeah. happen overnight. And so can you speak to that a little bit? Because I, I often get people uh, emailing or, or sending messages, questions about wanting to learn to reframe negative t- thinking or learning to reframe sort of a, a negative way of being, but they want a quick fix. It's like, oh, what are top five steps I can do to change this today? You know, and I, I, I often feel like, and this goes, ties back into having a teacher and having a practice and it being over a long period of time without interruption, you know, like the yoga sutras say, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. that process where, you know, people are going to be more apt to do the, you know, seven, a seven day detox cleanse as opposed to, hey, I'm going to take a year and eat really healthy so that the insides of my body can get really clean, Yeah, you know? Um, and and we just, we gravitate towards the quick, but I feel like the more we bring this conversation around things taking time and us being, cultivating more patience and and being okay with things taking a year, two years, as opposed to, oh, this needs to happen in a month or in mm-hmm. three weeks. Um, so can you speak to that a little bit? I don't know that I framed a question, but I think you got the gist. Well, yeah, I mean, what was coming forward for me is a quote that Rod um, shared through one of his um, posts. And it's basically like there's the pain of discipline or there's the pain of regret. There's only two types of pain. Mm-hmm. And so often we choose that that pain without even knowing we're choosing. Again, it's like when you do become more aware, you realize that you have a choice in every situation. But I think most of us in general in the culture are not at that place where they they have an awareness of choice. But it's like if I don't do the daily practice and I do eat a bunch of crap, like I'm making a choice and then I have the feeling or the pain of regret. Mm -hmm. And then the other pain is like, am I going to get up at six? 30 instead of seven and do this, you know, half hour of writing that I committed to and do this um, practice of inquiry into, you know, what I'm, I'm doing today and why I'm doing it and how I'm going to show up and intention setting and gratitude practices and all these things. Um, that's a discipline and that's painful too. It's like, I often want to stay in bed. Like I do a lot of times too. So I, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's like, I think we're really, really delusional. I think we're so out of touch with, with reality as a a species. And and I can just speak for myself. It's like, yeah, I want a quick fix. I want a pill. I want to go to therapy like one time and feel better. I don't want to go for like a year, but, (laughs) and, and it's like, I'm pissed if I like paid 200 or $300. And like, I didn't get anything out of that session. I'm like, Oh, that was lame. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm like that. Oh yeah. And I hate, and I I think that that's actually, I I don't want to use that word because like, I don't want to exude hate. The founder of lead with love. (laughs) Let's take that little sound bite. I hate, but like, I really think it's, it's, it's sad the way our culture and our media has created this like little soundbite culture Um, which I totally get because I never even sit and watch a full video or anything. But it's like, let's do these five steps. And to be honest, like those five steps are game changers, but you have to do them every single day. Like when you have to say, okay, what are are you going to do to move through your fear? Or what are you going to do to be able to reframe issues? It's like, it's actually not that hard. It's it's like that pain of discipline, I think is the crux. And, uh, you know, Rod has told me this too. It's like, when he gave me my mantra, he's like, yeah, do this every day. And I'm like, okay. And I did for a while. And then I didn't for a long time. Mm. And then I, I just felt different. And it's not like it has to be his practice or his mantra, but it was like, there's a practice there that keeps you in a certain state of equanimity and peace, no matter what's going on out in the world. And you actually have to do it. Um, 
I think we're lazy, like we're lazy and we're overwhelmed and everybody's working so hard and they don't have any time to just like be and relax and let creativity and flow be part of their life. It's like we're so overproductive and over like intellectual. And, you know, that's why I love the physical practice of yoga. And I really am interested in getting involved in like a dancing kind of practice where I just get to be like free flowing. Uh, It's just rare, you know. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that because, well, because I, I just do, because I agree with it. <laughs> like, I, I totally agree with it. Um, I, I also want to, um, to ask you about the, the summit that's coming up in October. Um, I just want to be respectful of your time. And I, I just feel like we can have a conversation about all of these things for hours. Um, but there is uh, an event happening, uh, Lead with Love uh, Summit's happening October 25th through the 28th uh, at the Aspen Meadows Resort uh, in Aspen, Colorado. And I I will be there. And I'm really <laughs> excited about it. Um, but can you tell us uh, a little bit more about the event and, and kind of what spawned its beginnings? Yeah, it's interesting because Lead with Love like was this impulse that literally like jumped out of my heart in this time of life three years ago that I was in a really, really challenging place. I was really I was not happy in my marriage. I had struggled for years with infertility and trying to have a child and just felt really low in like who I am and what I'm doing in the world and felt very trapped and victimized. And that's like the precursor of like, God, I'm in the dumps. And it was at the time I was in USM and I was doing all these practices and it was really challenging. Like doing this kind of work isn't like fun a lot of the time. It's like, oh yeah, totally. It's like really terrible a lot of the time. It's like so uncomfortable. Like, ugh. I felt so uncomfortable for like several years, like yeah. I would say, because mm. I, I, I like I knew I wasn't in the space I wanted to be in, but like I couldn't get out of it. I was yeah. so stuck in the story of my head and being victimized by the circumstances. Mm. And interestingly, um, you know, I, I just I was so um, inspired by Ron and Mary Holnick and the the curriculum that they had created through the university in spiritual psychology. And similarly, I had been super inspired by Off the Mat Into the World earlier, like mm. 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went through their leadership training, it really helped me start the yoga society here and get connected to community and have like a sense of purpose and meaning. And um, so like when I was turning 40 in 2016, I had this feeling like I wanted to give back. I wanted to share some of the things that had really touched my life. And even though I was in this like kind of shithole space in my mind, like kind of toxic, like you probably wouldn't have known it, you know, in the sense it's like how life is where you're like doing that inside, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. outside. I was like traveling the world and like, like having a blast on Instagram, but (laughs) really I was like suffering. Right. Like most of us. Yeah. And I, I, I just, I mean, the impulse, I think, though, was very pure. And I think that's why it's lasted, lead with love, because I said, you know what, if there's one thing I want to do to celebrate my life, it's just to acknowledge the teachers who have helped me along the way, who have been giving me some tools that have been helping me when I've been having a really hard time. And so the the event was a celebration. It was my 40th birthday, but it was like a four-day festival. So that's like, I wasn't feeling that bad that I couldn't like throw together like a four-day party for my 40th. But I, uh, I brought Ron and Mary and I wanted to put spiritual psychology and yoga together. It's like it was these things that hadn't really been put together um, before that I knew of because the spiritual psychology, you would literally sit for eight hours, 10 hours a day in these classrooms and your body would like wilt and want to die. But you were like so emotionally like moving through this stuff. And then yoga, of course, it's like it was kind of still newer that there was like a psychological component where you could really like work through some stuff in the yoga practice because it naturally brings things up when you move your body like that. Yeah. Um, I would say Ashley Turner, who we've hosted a few times, is is kind of a pioneer in putting that yoga psychology together. And I love her work and I think she's amazing. And um, I brought Sean Korn and Suzanne Sterling at Hala Corey the first year from Off the Mat. And I brought Ron and Mary Holnick. And then I um, am friends with Goldie Hawn is just one of my like just a a light in my life. And she offered to come and speak and then, you know, kind of filling in around that just with friends and inspirational people. We we put this thing together and um, it was meant to be like a one time just full on just love fest of like celebration. 
and something occurred there that was just so incredible, like the transformation of people's lives really within this four day period of going into this space, this kind of healing sanctuary that we created in this beautiful campus in Aspen and the work that we were doing together and the way people showed up and the connections that were made. Um, it was so much different than like a wanderlust yoga journal type thing that I'd been to before. It was very intimate. We were all in the same room for these four days and all this programming, um, people just were very brave and showing up and doing this psych psychological work, which I think scares a lot of people to do that, but yeah. you know, it's so freeing. So we decided to do it again and we did it last year. We had Deepak Chopra come and Marianne Williamson and just like, you know, amazing headlining people that just were attracted to what we were up to. And that was actually, you know, a, a huge success, but it, it stressed our system. Like I was saying, we were just like so stressed and yeah. we were like running this like love event. So year three this year, it's like we're blending these things. We're like, we don't want to be as big as we were last year. We actually want to, you know, be more intimate, be more connected. And we shifted the focus from, you know, yoga as, as, as the lead to um, more of a leadership summit because it's just my journey is so much about learning what does it mean to lead with love? Like, what is that? Like, how do you do it practically speaking? And I want to share what I've been learning and I want to, you know, really curate the best leaders out there to come together and share with people like you and me and people who are entrepreneurial and creative and want to change the world. And then also want to take care of ourselves and find that balance. So yeah. I'm I'm like I'm super excited about what's happening this year in that it's reflecting kind of this growth of us as a new company of trying to understand how to be with each other and how to how to add value in the world and you know you know be sustainable in a sense and not just have everything be funded by me and and that felt depleting so learning systems of like how do you put a budget together and how do you stick to that and yeah yeah you know, all the fun stuff yeah very excited. Very like, it's so funny that you say, I'm like, you were stressed out for the love of it. I'm like, oh my goodness. That's so, that's, that's so typical. It's funny. Um, I I'm really excited. I'm, I'm definitely going to be there and I'm, I'm pretty sure Tori's coming too. So, uh, we're really excited. I know you have some great people that are presenting John Mackey, um, from Whole Foods, the, the CEO and Rod's going to be there and Rudolph Tanzi from uh, Harvard. He's a neurology professor, right? I think he's going to yeah. be there. Uh, Suzanne Sterling, who uh, taught uh, a module for my 300 hour at Yoga Works when I did it years ago, which is awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited to see her. Um, yeah, there's some really great, great uh, people that are going to be there. And I'm, I'm really excited. And um, yeah, I think that, you know, events like these are so important, not only to just be able to create a, a, a forum for like-minded individuals to feel the support of their community, but to also uh, allow that ripple effect to, to go out into the world, because I feel like they're, they're so powerful. And, you know, the, having so many people in, in a place like this, especially in a beautiful healing place like Aspen, it's, it's so beyond, uh, beyond powerful. It, it creates such a huge impact, I think. Um, so I'm excited. I'm really excited. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm excited too. And I'm excited for you to, um, you know, host something where we talk about how to do a podcast yes. because I really do think that these type of things can can help people on the path like all the questions you were asking is just you know listening and tuning in whether you're walking or driving and just hearing what other people are doing and knowing we're all you know in some ways struggling and, and just trying our best and then what's working for us and you know I don't think you'd ever um, hear anything different from from somebody that's legit about what it takes to be a happy and healthy it's not the five steps and it's not the the quick fix it's really about creating that sense of stability in your life through a daily routine and then you know surrounding yourself with like-minded and and positive people that you can you can mirror back and say listen I don't want to be in this conversation with you right now I feel like this is really a, a drain why don't we choose you know something different and then you know, you start to build relationships and the tribe of people that you can work with and create with. And then life is awesome. It's, it's a ton of fun and it's not always easy still, but you know, you're going through it with a, with a group of people that are willing to be honest and look at themselves. And I think for me, that's the most important thing. 
Yes. Oh, well, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for being on, Gina. It, it really means the world, not only all the work you do, but what an incredible human being you are. Thank you for all the hard work that you do to create organizations like this that are really raising our consciousness and our vibration and our ability to love more. And uh, I'm, I'm just so honored to be in that group and in that space with you and part of your community. So thank you for that. Awesome. Thank you, Rosie. Um, so for the people listening that uh, are wanting to go to this epic event with us, uh, Gina has created a very special gift for you listeners, right, Gina? Um, yes, we decided to make a code because Rosie is rad. That's rad <laughs> love, R-A-D-L-O-V-E. And if you plug that in, um, you get $100 off the ticket. And, um, you know, I think this event is an incredible deal, even though it's not like, oh, it's not a, a small investment, it's $950, but the event costs us more than that to put on. And I just, um, we underwrite it and we do subsidize it to some extent. And we, we do offer scholarships as well, but we do need people that are, are motivated and inspired by this message, lead with love to show up. And so if any part of this podcast, you know, touched you or you feel like, you know what, these are my people, I want to be there, then go on our website, um, www.ileadwithlove.org and you can, you know, click on the summit and, um, buy a ticket. Yeah, it'll take you there. So for everybody listening, we will put all of those links as well as the the code on the show notes. So if you click on the show notes, uh, wherever you're listening, if it's on Spotify or iTunes or Stitcher, you should have all the links available there. Um, I'll also put Gina's website on there and uh, be sure to tag us on Instagram to let us know what you thought about this episode. We love you all. Thank you all so much, Gina. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you. Is there any other place we can tell people to go if they want to contact you? Well, I think our um, Instagram is rad, R-A-D, rad. Uh, <laughs> at I lead with love. And then we have a hashtag I lead with love. And partially we couldn't get the URL lead with love because somebody already had it, even though they weren't using it. And so um, we chose I lead with love and loved kind of that affirmative statement so that our community is making that affirmation every day with every post. So um, would love for you guys to check it out and post some things and start joining that community. And, um, you know, talking about accountability too, um, we are going to be doing some Facebook lives maybe every day. We haven't decided, but at least three days a week where we, um, will be broadcasting our morning practice from seven 30 to eight mountain time, just, um, kind of running through what that, that practice might look like for you and something that, you know, you can join in because accountability is so huge and having people to walk the path with so that when you wake up in the morning, you might need a little help. And so you just tune in and we'll be just going through a, a practice of movement, meditation and journaling. So um, I'll maybe I'll send you some of that once oh, we get the links. Up. Yeah, that'd be great. And I do have a final question for you. <laughs> sure. Um, so I created this forum as a way to um, have a place for people to go to to get inspired and to feel connected and so the idea is that we are all radically loved by source god baby krishna baby buddha whatever baby jesus whatever <laughs> or whatever or your dog. whatever any higher power of your understanding the the idea is the universe works for us and not against us so the final two questions for you are how do you feel radically loved and what do you radically love Ooh, I love this question only because I recently got a puppy and I'm having like an insane love affair with Ninja. Her name is actually Love Ninja. Oh, I well, love it. Princess Love Ninja of Red Mountain. And so I'm having this insane love affair and I radically love this animal like so much. And it's because I needed, you know, like I said about wanting to have a child. It was like I just needed to like be able to channel my love into something that would receive it to the extent I could. And I think a lot of people would receive it if they wanted it. But like. I wasn't finding the right fit. So I radically love my puppy and um, and my husband and my community. But um, that's been so fun and joyful. And then did you say, how do I feel? Radically loved, yeah. It's, it's the universe. You know, it's like when I sit and when I give myself that space, I have no question that we are love and that that is the answer. It's like, 
it's like it's always there and I just forget to tune in a lot of times. But whenever I do, I feel the love of this incredible source. Oh, Gina, you're the best. Thank you so much. That was so awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. This podcast is brought to you by our very special sponsor, Uveda. So Ayurveda is the sister science to yoga. Ayurveda relies on the intelligence of mother nature and our own body's ability to heal. Most of you know that as a health coach and a nutritionist, I have spent most of my career always trying to find more natural and holistic modalities. I have an autoimmune disease, so this makes it a little bit more challenging, but it's manageable nonetheless so long as my body is in full balance. A couple of weeks ago, I was talking to my dear friend and fellow podcaster, Sahara Rose, and I was telling her I was having all these issues with my stomach, my digestion, and she recommended this brand called Uveda. So I did my due diligence and I researched them and I found that this company has really created uh, an incredible brand of supplements to support everything that we love about our bodies and our body's natural ability to heal, but also using the tools of Ayurveda. So they use this as their foundation to everything that they do. As with everything, I'm always a bit dubious because I know there's not a one fix all supplement or brand, but I tried it. I used both the joints supplement and the digestion. And I'll tell you, after using it for about a month, I noticed such a huge difference. They are just such an incredible company and I was able to chat with them and talk to them not only about the high quality of their product, but the high quality of their brand and their company and what they're trying to do. I quickly found that these people are my people and all we're trying to do is create a ripple effect in the world so that we can continue to impact people's lives and create better health, deeper connections, and just overall healthy living. I'm so excited to not only partner with them, but to have them share a special code for all of the listeners. Go to uveda.com and type in Rosie, that's R-O-S-I-E, at checkout to get a special discount on all of their products. Do you want to go on an epic yoga adventure? I do. In fact, I, I, I do all the time. <laughs> when, when do I not want to go on an epic yoga adventure? And this fall, in an attempt to see the Northern Lights, we will go to Iceland into a journey through the chakras. It's going to be fun. If you're curious, you can email me at rosie at radicallyloved.com or go to the show notes and click the links to each of the retreats or you can go to radicallyloved.com. See you soon. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this, so please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.